It's Jill Bennett on Brooklyn's Radio. Brooklyn's Radio believes your health matters. To Your Health Matters for December. A new year is a time to reflect on the past 12 months and find the achievements that, that we can celebrate in life. But many of us think too much about all the things that we haven't done, all the things we haven't achieved. Today, we're talking about how you can start your 2022 feeling more empowered and how you can set your life and well-being goals in a powerful way. We have three um, fabulous guests here today and lots and lots of talent among these wonderful people. We have Emma Butler. Emma is a transformational life coach whose signature program, Know, Grow and Glow Your Life, has helped over 100 women leave behind ill health, self-destruction and low self-worth and create a life full of vitality and purpose. Good afternoon, Emma. Good afternoon. Great to be here. Thank you. Lovely to have you here. We also have Susan Marr. Susan believes we should be living a life where you don't have to think twice about doing the things you love to do. You don't need to have anxious nights. People need to get to be free and express by trusting their voice and embracing their power. Susan is your accountability partner and guide. And she helps ambitious and passionate entrepreneurs create their freedom mindset, build their unwavering faith to help expand their business and the businesses that they love. She loves to help people transform in a way where spirituality meets high performance. And she absolutely loves what she does. Her joy is helping you meet success so that you can live your freedom lifestyle. Susan is a property entrepreneur. She was formerly a private investigator, which always um, always makes me smile. I did something similar in a previous life. She's an empower of women, a personal trainer, and now mother to a beautiful fur baby. She's advised the CEOs of blue chip companies, government agencies, and solo to high net worth entrepreneurs. She's gifted intuitively and has the special ability to see through the story and pick out the specific piece of information you need to hear whilst coaching you through your journey. Welcome, Susan. Thank you, Jill. Thank you for a <laughs> splendid introduction. <laughs> and we also have last but not least, Neil Geller. Neil's aim in life is to inspire before he expires, which I love. Neil is an international business and personal development speaker, a business transformational coach, trainer, mentor, and a BNI managing area director. He also runs an expert marketing mailing service known as Stuff the Rest, which I think is great as well. Neil is a big believer that formal education isn't always synonymous to success, having got to where he is today, not through academic means, but through hard work and determination. From his first job making jewellery in Hatton Garden to 30 years spent in his family's mailing house working on marketing for blue chip clients to now focusing on inspiring business owners to succeed through business and personal development. Welcome, Neil. Wow, that sounded pretty good. Not as good as Susan's, but thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> Absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure to have you all here because 
what we're talking about today is just so important, isn't it? You know, so many people spend their lives beating themselves up for the things they haven't achieved. But let's start today by all of you introducing yourselves and telling us how you got to be where you are today. So let's start with Emma. Great. Thank you. So I had to think about where did I start? And really the thing for me was around dieting. I'd always been a yo-yo dieter. In fact, I joined my first slimming club aged 11 years old. Um, And I dieted for uh, 40 plus years on and off. So what that means was I was never really happy with myself with my body, I was always trying to achieve the perfect body through just endless dieting, which meant I spent most of my life miserable, either starving myself or massively overeating. There was never any sort of balance at all in between. And then when I turned 50, which was three years ago, um, my menopause hit me like a, a train And uh, my already really unhappy body and my mind went into just went into overdrive. And I ended up with so many more issues to contend with. Um, One of them, which was I could no longer lose weight, even though, you know, dieting, I recognize now was not the thing to do. At least when I went on a diet, I lost weight. Once my menopause hit, no matter what I did, I just couldn't shift the weight. So. I just um, became so miserable. And then on top of that, I was consumed with anxiety. My body just didn't work properly. My brain didn't work properly. I had so many of the, you know, debilitating symptoms that are associated with menopause, which I now understand are way more than just the menopause. Um, So I spent about six months under the gynecologist and that ended with him telling me there was nothing wrong with me. I just needed to go away and you know, let the menopause pass and it would all go away. And so what I did is I just went on a journey myself of sort of helping myself, really. And it, what it resulted in was me making some simple but massively effective changes in my lifestyle. Um, and as a result of that, I became the healthy, healthiest and the happiest that I'd been in years, I mean, I had no idea I could be so healthy and happy. I didn't realize how well I was actually. Um, and so because I did it for myself and the results were to me nothing short of miraculous, I decided to leave my 35-year corporate career and launch my own business called Encourage Wellbeing um, just so that I could help others like me change their life um, and just be healthy and happy. And that's where I am today. Fantastic. Thank you, Emma. Susan. Hello, hello. So um, my background is uh, I'm Chinese and I grew up helping in my father's restaurant. Um, So I have been a grafter from day one and also business has been in my blood because my dad was a restaurateur. um, So I was learning about business very early on. Um, I got into the property ladder when I was 19 and uh, had enormous success there and built a portfolio. My love was being a superhero 
And so I followed my passions and that's why I became a private investigator. So I was actually following my uh, compass, you know, my, my heart's truest desires very, very early on without realizing what I was doing. And I've always been in the personal growth. Uh, I always just loved studying about how to be a, a better person, um, how to do better in business. Um, and I was just thinking for myself. So I wore a lot of entrepreneurial hats. And it was really, as we all know, in 2020, the huge crisis that we found the world in and the you know, great change of events. It impacted my businesses greatly because I relied a lot on international travel with my properties. Um, and I was just thinking, wow, I can't just sit on my hands and do nothing. And on top of that, I was seeing local businesses shut all around me, like, you know, independence and restaurants, right? So that kind of like, hit me in the heart and I was thinking what can I do so I pivoted and I um, trained with Bob Proctor um, and became a, a pros become a prosperity coach sharing my knowledge and helping people not have anxious nights and knowing that they can have what they truly want and so this I realized is is my passion um, a lot of people ask me you know they, they say oh what, what is Susan doing next because I'm always wearing lots of different hats but it's always a journey of discovery and that's um that's how I help people just discover themselves fantastic thank you Susan and Neil yeah wow do you know what I sit here in awe of people and the people that I meet throughout life I'm just blessed to be here you know it's not one of those amen brothers and sisters it's a blessing that I'm in a room with such beautiful people, you know, the smiles and, and the verve that people have, you know, listening to what Emma said there. I mean, she doesn't look a day over 21. Come on, Emma, <laughs> who are you fooling? Yeah. And, and, and Susan, the only thing I really want to know is what fur baby have you got? That's all that's important <laughs> to me. But, but more importantly, you, you, you asked a question and it took me years to, to, to work out. I've run businesses and I've wiped people's, excuse my terminology, I've wiped other people's asses for so many years. I just, I've just got used to it, but I got fed up with it. So it took, um, it took depression five years ago yesterday uh, with a massive smile on my face. There you go. Um, that hit me like out the blue. But it was one of the best days of my life because it showed me where, what I need to do, how I need to help people. People in business, we're jugglers. Yeah, we're, 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 we're punters. We don't know if it's going to work. Let's have a go at it, though. So have you got someone there that's, that's giving you a cuddle, someone that's, that's there just giving you a little bit of a nudge and telling you it's all right to mess up? I was going to say something else there. Um, but you did say you get the swear jar out. Um, but it's okay, you know? And I think one of the things that's really, really important to me, I'm dyslexic, um, so I've been, I'm, I'm 50 years old as well. Before you say anything, I know I don't look old enough. But, but when I was at school, being dyslexic was sit down and shut up. You are making too much noise. So from going from a 13, 14 year old being told to sit down and shut up and now being a 50 year old, getting paid to stand up and talk. Woo! I'll have some of that. Thank you very much. So, you know, I use this, I aspire to inspire before I expire. I work that all, out all by myself because all I want to do is just help people know that, you know what, it's all right if you mess up. You've always got tomorrow or the next thing or whatever. So I'm, I'm just here for people. You know, I'm here for people. That's my story. Brilliant, brilliant. And I, I, I think 
you know, all of us have one thing in common, and that is that we're just passionate to help people realize they can live their best life. It doesn't matter what they've done to date, where they've been, where they're going, what sort of upbringing they had. It's within themselves to really want to change and to be able to make those changes. Um, Well, it's just so fantastic to have, you know, three brilliant people here today. Susan, there's so many great books on goal setting, and many of them say that you should review what you did in the previous year before looking at what you want to achieve in the next. How can we make sure that we realise what a remarkable year that we did have? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, firstly, you know, we should 100% reflect Uh, I think a lot of people can overlook that and go straight into resolutions and what I can do. And the the time for reflection is really important because we want to create that space, first of all, to connect with our true self. Um, it, It allows us to have a look and see how far we've come. And it's so easy to forget what we've done and accomplished over the years, over the year. And you know, it should be celebrated. So this this space is really important and sacred because we can stay stuck in our habitual ways of doing the do. And so it's important to press pause and evaluate. Now, the, the thing is, is that, you know, how how can we be ready to, what's the question, Jill? <laughs> just remind me, I'm just talking so much. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. You know, how can we make sure that, um, we realise what a remarkable year we've had because I think we all have loads of good things happening and it's so easy to, you know, focus on that one bit of mess that's on the pavement rather than the beautiful views and the the, the beautiful countryside that's around you. Yeah, and and I think that's absolutely right. We are so conditioned that, you know, if you're standing in front of an audience of like, you know, 10 people and nine nine people said you did great and one person said, that was that was rubbish. We tend, to, most of us tend to focus on the complainer and think, oh my goodness, and get all into, um, you know, go, go in a spiral downwards about that. But we've got to focus on is that the nine people that said how fantastic you were. So this is the same when we're like remarking on our year. Let's really recognize all the wins that we've had and no win is too small, or too big. Every win is a win and everyone counts. So, you know, to really go into the new year and uh, with this sort of like expectation of doing really well, I would start to journal. Journaling is amazing. You journal and write at the top of the paper what is it is that you, how well you did. Where did we fall short? But never, never be frustrated with yourself. Never be disappointed. Never say not nice things to yourself because it doesn't help. It doesn't serve any purpose. But kind of like go, All right, well, you know, this is this is where we can do better. Uh, but there's probably in there, in all the whole year, layers of things that you've done that were complete wins. And all the times that you could smile about something is also a win because this is what life's about, right? It's just our happiness and our our gratitude for everything that we have. Brilliant, brilliant. And again, I wholeheartedly agree. There are always so many things that we can celebrate in life. Um, Even if it's 
you know, you've had a really good night's sleep in a comfortable bed and being warm. There are so many people in the world that don't get that luxury. Neil, you're a real half glass full type of guy. So what advice would you give to help people focus on the positive outcomes from the previous year and to build on those for the next year? Thank you. Uh, really appreciate it. And following on from what Susan did, she's just laid, she's laid it all down and now I'm just going to come and tread it all down a little bit, just make sure it's seeded. You know, as far as a glass is half full or half empty, I don't really care. I've drunk it already whilst you two are messing about. Yeah, I don't care whether it's half full or half empty. It's my glass. I'll drink what I want with a straw, with a le- squeeze of lemon and some gin in there as well. So let's get that glass out of the way, first of all. I have a beautiful saying in life, um, and I don't know whether it's mine. I, I think I lent it or I was learnt it. You have a choice in life to be a radiator or a drain, okay? I know which one I want to be because the alternative ain't where I want to be. You know, and for those that are listening in, a radiator gives off heat. It's, it looks after people. People want to come up to you and give you a cuddle. You know, but what a drain does is it takes everything away from you. You know, like one of those people, you actually ask, are they okay? And they turn around and go, well, I'm really glad you asked that because I got all these. So, so working on what, what Susan was saying, I think it might be a British thing that we, 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 we seem to concentrate on the negativities. Right. It's all about what we did wrong. And I think Susan said it as well. Bigger up, really. You owe me here, Susan, because instead of talking, instead of listening to ourselves, we should start talking to ourselves. So I've got partners of mine. Sorry, you call them clients. I call them partners. For one of them, the biggest win last month was them getting out of bed. That was the that was the biggest win for them. Not that they were running their business, not that they could get out and go for something to eat or that they want to. That the, them getting out of bed that week was the biggest win for them. And then after they got out of bed that week, they got out of bed and had a shower the next week. You know, little steps. So all this half empty and half full, I always have a laugh with my kids. It's about them choices. It's about them choices. So if you want to wake up in the morning and it's pissing down with rain, that's fine. But if you want to wake up in the morning and go, after that rain's finished, there's going to be some sunshine and I'm going to go for a walk in it. It's the way that you look at things. It's them choices. I hope that helps with you, Jill. Absolutely does help. Um, Emma, when it comes to health and weight, it's so visible when we haven't actually achieved what we want to achieve. So how can we be more positive and focus on the changes we want to make in a new year? Okay, so what I would say, actually, just to that question, it's so visible, but only to ourselves. So, you know, we decide what we want or what we don't want. And then we decide, have I achieved what I want or I don't want? Most people looking at us don't really see any difference at all. But if we think we haven't achieved, then that's how we're going to feel that we haven't achieved. So the first thing I would say is there's some things not what you should not do, some don'ts first. I mean, we're talking about, you know, 2022 and how we can be different. Well, the very first thing I would say is don't start with a New Year's resolution because, you know, they are designed to fail. You know, a New Year's resolution is something we all do every year and there's no meaning to it. There's no depth to it at all. And you're really, really, I mean, I'd be very, very surprised if somebody hasn't given up their New Year's resolution by, you know, give it. I'll give you the 4th of Jan (laughs) and then it's gone. Okay. 
So, and then the second thing, which actually leads from that, is don't do what you've always done and expect different results. Um, I can't remember who said it, but someone said that's the definition of insanity, and it really is. Einstein, yeah. Einstein, yeah. If you keep doing what you've always done and expect it to come out differently, you know, you're just kidding yourself. That won't happen. Um, And the last thing is don't be unrealistic. If you set yourself unrealistic goals, again, you're going to fail. And really, when you're setting goals and you really want to make change in life, the thing to do is set something that you're going to achieve because that's the building of momentum, starting something really small. So let's talk about what I think you should do. So the first thing you need to do if you're thinking about setting a goal is make it something what I like to call is a must have. Okay, it means it's non-negotiable. Because if you start with something, oh, I should, and, you know, again, New Year's resolutions often start, I should lose weight, I should give up smoking, I should, you know, get down that gym more, I should go and visit my family more. Just by calling it a should, you're, you're automatically giving your brain a get out, right? Because it's not, it's not a must. So when you're starting, you need to understand what is your must. You've got to dig deeper into this goal. Is this really important to you? Um, and a great way that I do that with, with my clients is working with something called the six, six steps of neurological change. And that sounds very fancy, but actually it isn't. It's just sort of six steps that can really help you do what I've just described, which is dig a bit deeper and make sure that when you set a goal, it's actually something you're much more likely to achieve. And so there's like a hierarchy of the six steps and you have the top and the bottom and the bottom of it is all about your environment. Where are you now? And the top is your vision. Where do you want to be? So you need to start with those two things so you understand what's the gap between where you are and where you want to be. And then you can start working through the levels. So the first level is your behavior. What is it you currently do that stops you getting your vision of where you want to be? So what are you going to do differently? Remember, we're not doing the same thing we've always done because it doesn't work. So what are you going to do differently? And then the next thing is what skills and capabilities do you need to have? You know, sometimes we set ourselves goals and actually we don't have the capabilities to achieve them or we don't have the skills to achieve them. So the first thing is looking at, in order for me to do this, do I need to learn something? You know, do I need to to read some more and actually learn about something? You know, if I'm wanting to cook healthier, as an example, right? If I want to, you know, mine's all about what we eat and very big part of what I do is about the food we eat. Now, the more you eat natural, fresh food, the more likely you are to become healthier. If you can't cook, then that's going to be tough. So what's What's the first thing you need? Well, you need to start to learn to be able to, you know, put a few meals together. And then the next one is around values and beliefs. Our values and our beliefs massively drive our outcomes. And again, if you don't dig into that first before you set off on your goal setting and understand how what you truly value, what is important to you, sits with you, and also what beliefs you have around that, then the gain, the, the likelihood is if you haven't dealt with those things first and worked through them, then you may not achieve your goal. So for values, you know, is it really important to me? If I think back to the 40 years of dying, 
dieting is it really important to me to be a size eight to t- uh, eight to ten <laughs> right is that's what's really important to me well no it isn't actually I just want to feel really comfortable in my clothes I want to feel good in my body inside out I want to be able to do the things every day get out of bed and have a bit of energy that's what's really important to me so I was focusing on the wrong things so understand your value and then the beliefs our beliefs have a massive impact and we have very limiting beliefs which basically you know we I hear this people talk about it a lot but what does a limiting belief actually mean it means that you believe something that will limit you from achieving what it is you're trying to achieve it's that simple And we have empowering beliefs. So I have a belief that empowers me to take action. And so looking at your beliefs and, again, understanding what beliefs do I currently hold that are limiting me from getting to where I really want to be and how can I make them become and change them to become an empowering one? And, you know, it's it's understanding what's your most limiting belief. So, again, let's not try to do it all at once. What's the most limiting belief I have? Well, if I want to get a little bit uh, healthier and get into some of the clothes that aren't fitting in my wardrobe and my limiting belief is I just can't lose weight without stopping eating then it's not going to happen so um, and the last bit is with all of that together now you've got a really big picture is looking at your identity who do I need to become to make this happen what is the person that can achieve this goal and Am I that person or what do I need to change? Who do I actually need to become? And a great way of doing that as well is looking at role models, you know, having people that have done what you want to do and seeing their transition exactly like I have done and saying, I had to become this person in order to achieve what I've achieved today. And for you to understand that, because if you go into these things like we generally do with just a New Year's resolution, I want to lose weight. We don't think much further than that. We end up by the end of the first week, you know, telling ourselves we're useless and, you know, we failed yet again. And what's the point of trying? So it takes um, a lot more pre-work before we start, I would say. Thank you, Emma. Thank you. We're going to go into an ad break now. So we will be back in just a few minutes. Brooklyn's Radio believes your health matters. Billy Tong is your Cobham-based biltong and dry vores company. You'll love our fabulous biltong with 16 flavours like wet and fatty, Mrs. Ball's chilli chutney and amazing dry vores. We also sell amazing bora vores. And why don't you try our party catering? Billy Tong is part of the Surrey Hills Initiative and we sell online and at farmers markets like Ripley, Cobham, Horsley and Cranley to name but a few. Visit our website billytong.com or call Mark on 07789-755-504. Billy Tong, it's time to give your taste buds the taste of home. I'm so glad you're open. Thank goodness you're here. Do you ever close? Did you know the pharmacy at 20 Church Street, Weybridge is open 100 hours every week to meet your immediate medical needs? We're here for you from 7am to 11pm weekdays, 7am to 9pm Saturdays and 10am to 4pm on Sundays. Our friendly and knowledgeable team can provide you with the advice you need, as well as helping you with repeat prescriptions, all the -the over-the-counter products you would expect and if you can't get in to visit us, we will deliver to you. 
The Pharmacy, 20 Church Street, Weybridge. We're here when you need us, 100 hours every week. Lily, have you got your Christmas tree up yet? Not yet, Baz, but the neighbours have. Well, get them to take a picture of their tree in all its glory and send a photo by email to Brooklyn's Radio. We will be posting your best Christmas tree pics on our website. Each week in December, we'll be picking one lucky winner of the best decorated tree who will win a yummy box of chocolate truffles. Oh, can I try one? No, don't be naughty. So get those Christmas trees up and decorate them with tinsel and lights and baubles and beads and send them to win at brooklandsradio.co.uk with your contact details for a chance to win those yummy chocolate truffles. Good luck and Merry Christmas from the little elves at Brooklyn's Radio. Leanne? What? Yo ho ho! Oh, Baz! So that's win at brooklandsradio.co.uk for your chance to enter. We are all of the stars and we deserve to twinkle. Happy Christmas, Brooklyn's Radio. It's Jill Bennett on Brooklyn's Radio. Welcome back, welcome back. You're listening to December's Your Health Matters and we're talking about ways that you can reflect on what you've done in 2021 and set yourself up for a very successful 2022. And I have three amazing guests with me. Susan, I know you're a firm believer in energy. And as the new year is almost upon us, how should people enter that new year to make the most of what it has to offer? In very short, I would say something called enter into the spirit of it. The the words of Thomas Troward, who's an author, um, philosopher, uh, and basically, what does that mean? Well, it's a new year, new beginning, new opportunities. And really, we want to begin as we mean to go on. It's about the energy that you bring um, that's going to set your year right right from the beginning. So entering into the spirit, um, when I when I talk about that, I think about a good example is the spirit of sport, right? Um, we see it a lot in football matches, especially if England is in the finals. And there is a euphoria, and there is excitement, and there is energy, and people paint their faces, and we're waving our flags, and we're everyone's your friend, everyone is hugging and kissing each other. And you compare that concept of entering into the spirit versus watching sport on your TV, and you're in your pajamas, and you're kind of like just sort of popping over, having a look at it and eating your TV dinner and scrolling on your phone. Two very different vibrations, but you're doing the same thing. You're watching sport. So if you can take that analogy and think about entering into the spirit of your new year goals, you know, don't drag yourself. If you decided to do do the gym, you know, to to go and drag yourself because you told yourself this resolution, I'm going to go and work out. And then you, you go to the cross trainer and it's very lackluster, you know, go in and and enjoy it. Be enthusiastic, you know, put on your new gym wear, feel really like like a superhero you know how I love superheroes you know feel that energy and you know start to see yourself as you've how you've already won the year and that you have got all your goals fulfilled because the energy that you do something in is everything it literally is so get ready for it and it's as simple as that it's an attitude it's an attitude and a decision of entering into the spirit 
And I've been in the gym with you, Susan, in, in Vegas. <laughs> I know that that is your philosophy of life. <laughs> Neil, um, if someone's recovered from maybe some sort of mental health challenges during 2021, what advice would you give them when they're setting their goals for 2022? couple of just following on from what the the lovely ladies were saying for me enter into the spirit of it I once remember having a business coach and I phoned her up and said to her I don't want to be here and she hung up on me I thought oh okay I'm paying for this that's really really good so she phoned me back 10 minutes later and she went I've worked it out what is it you've got to want to be there and she hung up on me again so I stomped about the office for about 10-15 minutes until I understood exactly what it was she said you have to want to be there it's a hell of a lot easier if you want to be there and you want to do it. And you're, that, you're absolutely right, Suzanne. Do it with enthusiasm. People say to me all the time, why are you always so happy? And I look at them and I go, well, what's the alternative? You know, and all of a sudden they're like, yeah, you're right. Actually, you're right. You know, I am the life of the party. I want to make people smile. And that's what it's all about. So going back to your question about what do people do could you do me a favour, please? Could you, because there was a wording in it that I'd like to pick up on, Jill. What was the actual wording of your question, please? I said if someone has recovered from some that'll do me. mental health challenges, okay. That, that, that'll do me. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it out here. I'm, I'm fighting this, this mental health stigma. You do not recover from mental health. You never, ever, ever, ever recover from mental health. Once it's touched you, it's always there. It's a part of your life that you can refer back to. And I think it's brilliant because you can refer back to it in one of two ways. In the way that I refer to it, which is, I ain't going there again. Mm. Or I, I also refer to it like this. I throw myself a pity party sometimes. But I'll tell you what I do. For those who don't know what a pity party is, it's where you wallow in all the stuff you don't want to do. And, oh, oh, look at me. Oh. But I'll tell you what I do, right? I put a 15 minute or a 10 minute span on it. And after that, I get up and I go and do something I want to do. So how do you recover from, from, from mental health? If you get a chance today, ladies and gents, do you want to know how you recover from it? Go and have a look at my post on LinkedIn that I posted today. You recover from it having stunning, beautiful human beings around you that understand that you're broken and they are willing to carry you and stand by your side. Because those people, you know what? We've got loads of people in our life, yeah? The ones that were there through the good and through the bad, them are the people that will help you. So how do you recover? Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you don't. You just learn how to cope with it. It's a coping mechanism. And as I said before, I've got a choice. Either I lay down to it, or I get up and give it a little cuddle, you know? I'm not fighting it, I'm giving it a cuddle. Come on. I hope that helps you. Yeah, no, I think that's useful advice there, very useful. Um, Emma, now many of us will set a health-related um, goal for 2022. And in many cases, it, it could be very similar, as you spoke about earlier, to ones that you've set yourself in previous years. So what advice would you give to anyone with health or weight challenges that they wish to overcome in 2022? Karen, I love what Neil was just talking about because it's, you know, health is mental and physical um, and it, it, it applies across all of it. So the first thing that I always say is, you know, having a health goal for 
January for 2022 for, for my holiday, you know, again, it's it's unrealistic. It's something that is a lifestyle. It's not a temporary thing. If you really, really want to achieve health in your life, you have to change the way you look at it and not think of it as something I can do temporary to then give me something that's then going to make it all okay because it doesn't work like that. It is ongoing. It's a forever, <laughs> a forever thing. But at the same time, you need to understand that you can have, like Neil was saying, you know, with around the mental health, you can have days where you're not up to it. And that's okay. You know, it's okay to say today, I don't want to be doing all my health things. <laughs> today, I want to sit and wallow in whatever I feel at the moment, watching a movie, eating a bag of popcorn, whatever it is. Now, I'm not, I'm saying I'm encouraging that, but it's important to understand that it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle change. And it's impossible, I would say. I personally believe, and based on the people I've worked with, it's impossible to, to maintain a, this is how I behave 24-7 in order to you know, achieve my goals. I think that's when you fail. So first of all, know that if you want a healthy lifestyle, if you want a healthy mind, if you want a healthy body, then you make lifestyle changes that you want to keep, right? You don't want to let go of them. You don't want to set them for January and then let them go. Having said all of that, don't try to go all in. It's the biggest mistake we make. You know, we oh, I'm, I want to lose a, a stone in January and then suddenly you have, your whole life has to go on hold <laughs> because the only thing you can do then is focus on what you eat, what, and, you know, counting your calories, all of this sort of diet or lifestyle, um, sorry, diet and diet mentality that sets in, um, that then controls you and your actual life gets put on hold. And that, again, will never work because you just feel deprived. You feel guilty when you're not doing it. You feel like a failure when you don't get the results that you're expecting. So actually, the approach should be go small. Make the simplest, smallest first step that you can take. As Neil said, it might be just to get out of bed in that instance. The smallest, simplest step that you can take and you do it one at a time and try and master that first. Just get that so that becomes a natural behavior, a natural habit, and then move on to the next one. Because when we go all in, you know, we very quickly fall right back out again. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I would go back again. I spoke about it earlier, but work on changing your limiting beliefs. You know, I do a huge amount. When I very first started on my journey, I focused on my body, the food, you know, the activity. I really didn't focus on mind at all. But in the last couple of years, actually, I would say mind um, is, is absolutely as equal. You know, the no, grow and glow is about that. It's about that three pronged approach. It's knowing what, what you want and where you're at and then growing is all about actually taking the action and learning the behaviours or the capabilities or the skills that you need. And then the glow bit is obviously the, you know, what uh, Susan's talking about, the energy, the, the spirit, the, the, you know, really going all in. But if your beliefs are not aligned to where you want to be, you won't get there. You will keep falling back. So actually what your mind tells you um, and what you tell your mind 
because it works both ways, is absolutely fundamental in making change. You know, if you say you can do something, then you absolutely can. If you say you can't, then you can't. So look at if you're trying to do something and you keep finding yourself stopping and you're not quite getting there, ask what are you telling yourself? I love to say to people, watch your TV, your transformational vocabulary, you know, listen to the story that you're telling yourself. And often these stories we got from when we were a small child and we've carried them with us our whole life. And in a moment, literally in a moment, you can go, actually, that, if I believe that, then I can't do this. So what am I going to believe instead? And then you can suddenly you feel in just an instant, you suddenly feel really empowered. Thank so you. I hope that helps. Thank you. I think we've all sort of agreed during this how important the mind is. And, and yeah, I agree, baby, baby steps are really important. But getting control over your mind and your thoughts is so key. Susan, how can people empower themselves and get a real burning desire to achieve any goals, health goals, whatever? But th- th- that burning desire helps them stay in a sort of positive mindset. I love that word, burning desire. Um, because it says it all right I mean if you have a burning desire it's on your mind and you can't shake it because it's just something you've just got to have so the you know how how do you empower yourself first of all you've got to really want want what you are the the goal that you're creating a goal isn't just a goal to sort of like oh that's the general direction it's it's something that you actually want to create for yourself It's, it's it's the feeling that you get once you've achieved that goal but guess what you can you can jump ahead and use something called your imagination. Your imagination is a, is a gift that only us human beings are on earth have, have this capability. So we can actually project our minds and take ourselves to a space where we can see ourselves in the end result. Um, there's a philosopher called Neville Goddard. I love him. He talks about the wish fulfilled. So you you pick a goal. So say, say if it's, you know, New Year goals are all mostly health related. We often see, see this uh as a as a big topic so you know a number on a scale is not going to inspire anyone and also if you're looking at your scales and the numbers you're looking externally for validation we want to go inwards so create the vision of what is it that you how is it you want to feel uh you know it's not necessary to get those chiseled abs maybe it is but what what is what is the health feeling that you are what is the vision for it is it the vision of being healthy for your family and being able to pick up your kids and keep up with them Uh, so it's really important to create a very specific scene a vision that is your burning desire so get create the vision could be looking at the race that you're entering the event that you're signing up the excitement about all of this um, and win the race as a movie in your mind first. It gets really exciting, and that's where you get the empowerment from. It's more than a vision board. No, it sounds great. I mean, yes, if you're going to be mother of the bride or the bride or having that vision of how you're going to look and feel on the day, um, but you're absolutely right. It's just about getting into that feeling, isn't it? We're just going to take another ad break now, so we will be back again um, in just a few moments. Brooklyn's Radio believes your health matters. 
Dear, oh dear, how am I going to deliver all these Christmas goodies on time? I have a plan, Mr Claus. But you're not licensed to drive the sleigh yet. No, but I know of a company who can deliver all over the world with help of great couriers, including FedEx, UPS, DHL and Parcel Force. And, of course, the Royal Mail. Who? Mailboxes, etc. in Weybridge. Their courier services can all be tracked on the internet. They will even pack it all safely for us. Packing as well? Excellent. Wait till I tell Mrs Claus. Mailboxes, etc. in Church Street, Weybridge is between Laura Ashley and Starbucks. Find us on the internet at mbeweybridge.co.uk. Around the corner, around the country, or around the world. You shop, we deliver. Sound familiar? With more people working at home and less time to worry about our posture, it's unsurprising that back and neck pain, migraines and sciatica are all on the rise. Luckily, there's somewhere that's got your back. West Chiropractic in West Byfleet prides itself on being a practice helping people from Surrey and beyond with enthusiasm, experience and expertise. With plenty of five-star reviews, it's a place you truly can trust. Book a free discovery visit now to speak with one of their expert chiropractors and find out how to move forward with a program tailored to your situation. Visit them online at westchiropractic.co.uk. Hello, my name's Sarah Chaplin and every Thursday night I host a show called Jazz London Live at 10 o'clock until midnight and each week I play a selection of jazz, funk, fusion and Latin. I feature an interview in the first hour of the show with somebody on the British jazz scene, a gig guide rounding up the gigs in the week to come and in the second hour of the show there's Album of the Week in which I play three tracks from a brand new album that's just come out and also a long track in the second hour of the show to help you wind down uh, to bedtime on a Thursday evening uh, it gets a bit more mellow towards the end of the show so if you love jazz you're going to love this show Jazz London Live on Brooklyn's Radio if you're not sure whether you like jazz give it a try you might find there's some tracks in there that you really love It's Jill Bennett on Brooklyn's Radio Welcome back, welcome back it is December's Your Health Matters and I've got three fabulous guests on the line with me today, I'm talking about how we can make 2022 our best year ever. Neil, we've talked a lot about things that we can do looking back at the past, but it is often deeply ingrained bad habits that can derail our achievement of any goal. How can you turn that around in your favour? Uh, you can make New Year's resolutions. No, I'm only joking. I'm really, really joking. <laughs> All jokes aside, we've had that conversation about making New Year's resolutions and not standing by them. I'm exactly the same, Emma. I stopped all of that rubbish, you know, because it is. It's complete rubbish. Why wait until the first of a new year? Why not do it right now? You know, if you want a new client, stop talking about it. Get up and do it. And we were talking about can'ts before. I had a very, very – I'm really blessed that I had some beautiful people in my life. My granddad was one of them that was – he was a philosopher. He was a, he was a cabinet maker, but he thought he was a philosopher. But he always used to say lovely, lovely little things. And he always used to ask me to, because I was dyslexic, it was hard for me to read. But he said to me, he said, if you can find Kant in the English dictionary, you're a better man than I am. You know, so one of the things that I was thinking about when I started up my business and helping my partners was I want to help people turn their Kants into cans. Right. And don't worry, ladies and gentlemen, we don't have to do the can can in the process. But if you want to and you're paying enough money, let's go for it. All jokes aside, 
You know, it's really important that we understand and we understand that these habits, I think it takes, please correct me if I'm wrong, it takes 30 days to make a habit or something like that. I once remember my power paying for me to stop smoking. And I went all the way down to a place in Wimbledon. It was early on a Sunday morning. I walked in and the guy was quite famous. I can't remember what his name is. And he looked, he was, he's been on telly before. He looked at me and he went, what are you here for? So I said, I'm here to give up smoking. And he went, do you want to give up smoking? And I went, um, he went, bear with me a second, bear with me a second. Half seven in the morning, I've gone down there, Sunday, Wimbledon. Put his hand in his pocket and he pulled out 250 quid and he went, bang, 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 bang. He said, there you go, take that, sod off. I went, what? Sorry? But I'm here to give up smoking. He went, no, you're not. I asked you a simple question. You should have been able to answer that, bang, straight away. So some of our habits keep us a little bit warm. Some of our habits keep us, you know, a little bit like, yeah, I'm fine with that. So if I've got to give up smoking New Year's Eve, if I've got to give up drinking New Year's Eve, and I've got to go to the gym New Year's Eve, let me tell you something, you will never see me again, ladies and gentlemen, because I need all three of them except the gym. But, but habits are very, very easy. Do you know what? Someone once said to me, I'm in the wrong gig. I should be a comedian, right? I'm really thinking about it in 2022. But... You know, coming back to it, those habits, they're not my choice. You know, I look after people exactly the same as Emma does, exactly the same as Susan does. We cannot lose the weight for them. We can't make them pick up the phone and make that phone call. We can't make their anxiety stop. We can give everyone tools. And I think that if we've got bad habits and we know they're bad habits, Emma's spot on. We have to realize that they're bad habits. And until we do that, I'm going to be really controversial because I haven't sworn yet. It doesn't matter. Because if I don't think it's a bad habit, we can't do anything about it. I really hope that that helps. You know, I look at it a little bit differently and not being educated like the educated people out there. I look at it as a, ch- as a child's point of view. We all got choices. If I've got something to say, I will say it. If I've got something to say to someone, I will say it. That's the way that a kid looks at it. I look at the world like a kid. Now, if you're finished, I'm really looking forward to my jelly and ice cream. So how long, how much longer have we got, please? Brilliant. <laughs> that helps you, Jill. I think, Neil, that you possibly should look into being a comedian next <laughs> year. I think that'd be great. Go to an open mic somewhere and join in. <laughs> I've tried it. It didn't work. Tomatoes <laughs> liked me too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing, amazing. Emma. Who we hang out with um, can have quite a dramatic effect on our lives. And we often hear, don't we? In fact, I heard this the other day where someone said to me, um, you know, if you look at my family, we're all overweight. And I had to stop her straight away. And I said, that's absolute rubbish. But we do know that if you live in a family where processed food is eaten or fast food is eaten regularly, many times a week, that it will affect you unless you yourself have that burning desire to change. Um, how can we change it? How easy is it if we're living in a family where three times a week there's a takeaway on the table? What can we do to, to make ourselves strong enough not to, be, to give in to that temptation? So what I would say to that, and I mean, this applies in everything in life, if you're trying to make change, um, not just around, you know, health and what you're surrounded in, but you must only ever focus on what you can control. If you spend time 
trying to control things that you have no control over, then you're going to feel frustrated. You're going to feel, you know, let down. You're going to feel lonely. You're going to have all of these negative feelings around you. So there's a really good tool for that that I use, which is just draw three circles and in one circle, write total control. In the next circle, write some control. And in the last circle, write no control. And then just think about your life. So if you were talking about that example, you'd go, okay, how can I now carry on? I want to get much healthier next year and I live in this environment. And you just think, okay, so what are the things that are impacting me? And you just write them and put them in the relevant box. So can I control what my sister's eating? I might have some control over that. I might have, so that can go in the sum. You know, can I control what my sister eats when she's not in my company? No control, right? As an example, can I control what I eat? Total control. Now, when you've finished, the no control box circle gets thrown in the bin. Forget it. You can't do anything about it. Just get rid of it. Don't focus on it. The sum, you think this is where you may be able to influence. So can I influence in a way that they might respond? If yes, try. If it doesn't work, it becomes a no control. And that goes in the bin as well. And what you end up with is all the things staring at you in the face that you can do and that you can control and spend your time, your effort on working on those things. And do you know what happens? You start to change. You start to look healthier. You start to seem happier. You start to people start looking and they go, oh, hang on a minute. What are you doing? You don't need to tell them. They start asking. And that's the way to, ch to change others. But only focus on what you can control. That's my tip there. Thank you. Thank you. And to finish this month's Your Health Matters, we're going to talk to Susan. Um, Susan, we've just touched on a lot about the environment affecting the way that we live. But we also hear that we're the average of the five person people you spend the most time with. If you're living in a community that really isn't helping what you want to achieve in life, how difficult is it to break away from destructive environments um, if you really want to, to make those huge changes in your life? Um, the first thing I would do is actually reframe the question um, using the word, how difficult is it? Um, just using that word implies that it could be um, nothing has to be difficult and everything could be as easy as you'd like once you decide that. So that's that's I would look at that question differently. So um, I would say, you know, how would you move from environments that, that don't serve you? And um, the first thing is, is that is, is awareness. Right. You've got to be aware that you are in an environment where the people or places and things and around you just doesn't make you feel good and doesn't help you go where you want to go so you know if it is about that fit bods and all your friends love drinking and eating potato chips watching netflix it can be uphill, uphill struggle so first thing is recognize it and then once you have the awareness you go right this isn't this isn't good for me i want to i want to create something we get to use our conscious mind and decide okay so get a pen and paper out decide how what what would you love to have around you because you've got to have a picture of where you what you want first before you can start to attract it into your life so who are the kinds of people you want around you um what sort of income levels 
what do you want? Because you are the average of the five. Check it out. Check your average, your five people and see, are you the average on the income level? Um, and you're making a conscious decision to say, this is this is what I would like. Uh, you you can make it as easy as you want. I mean, even if it's within your own family and you were in lockdown, we've had the power of Zoom. And, you know, whatever people say about Zoom fatigue, I've been part of the most incredible communities all around the world that are so uplifting. And there are there are groups out there, you know, 30 days to healthy living, um, you know, plans, gi giving recipes and exercise tips and everybody who's on the right level of mindset that you want to be, they exist, those groups exist. So you can just get out online and start creating, creating that and going out and meeting people uh, when, when you're not in lockdown. So it's, it's as simple as that. It doesn't have to be hard at all. Brilliant advice, brilliant advice. Well, we have come to the end of December's Your Health Matters, but we know that we still have a lot to talk about. We want to move on to talking about setting actual goals now, not wishy-washy resolutions and things. So join us again next month for Your Health Matters when Susan, Neil and Emma will be giving their advice on ways that you can set your goals for 2022 to make it much more likely that they will be um, achieved. Thank you so much for joining me today, guys, and we will continue again next month. Brooklyn's Radio believes your health matters. It's Jill Bennett on Brooklyn's Radio.